Hey there, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It is Denise, and we are here to talk about AEW Dynamite on this Wednesday edition, March 29th. Um, this was an interesting show, guys. I think they gave us a lot to really be excited about, and I can't wait to dive into all of that here today. But guess what, guys? It's also WrestleMania week. We are officially uh, in a part of it. It begun. It has commenced. Uh, today, we're the first events of um, WWE community events that were going on and over on my YouTube channel I already posted three brand new interviews I had an interview with Bobby Lashley Lacey Evans and Kathy Kelly that you guys can check out at youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo but also uh, I have a big announcement if you guys haven't seen my uh, Twitter account I posted a big announcement on there so this Saturday I will be one of the guest co host for the NXT kickoff show for NXT Stand and Deliver at Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as the Staples Center in Los Angeles. And I cannot tell you how much this means to me um, because you guys know I've talked about this on so many different podcasts, but my first ever WrestleMania, WrestleMania 21, was at the Staples Center. I was 12 years old. Um, I hadn't even turned 13 yet. I was like, a month or so away from turning 13. I wasn't even, a, I was a preteen at this age, at this time. And now, you know, the next time WrestleMania came back is now WrestleMania 39. And obviously WrestleMania itself is not going to be at the Staples Center because they're going to be at SoFi, but Stand and Deliver is going to be there. And so it means a lot to me to be like, damn, the place that I first went to as a 12-year-old girl to my first ever WrestleMania, coming back for WrestleMania weekend once again in Los Angeles. And I'm going going to be there on the kickoff show. So I'm really excited. I know I'm going to be there with Dave LaGreca as well, who's going to be uh, hosting the show too. So I'm so excited to just be part of all of that, guys. Like, I'm so happy. So it's funny because um, last night, for those of you who were on my NXT show, I literally found out last night after my NXT show, I was in the shower. Get this. I was in the shower. I was like, you know, having a good time thinking about like life stuff. And then I get a phone call and I look and I'm like, oh crap, I really need to answer this. Like, this is not a phone call that I can let ghost to voice, go to voicemail. So I turned down, uh, I turned down the water so that it wasn't obvious. I wasn't taking a shower and I literally had like soap and everything in my eyes. It was like a movie. And I pick up my phone. I put it on speaker and I have one eye closed because I have soap all over my eyeball. And I'm so afraid that if I open my eye, I'm going to get soap. So I'm like, hi. Yes, that sounds great. I'll be there literally with one eye closed. So anyways, guys, um, I hope that you will check it out and support me um, on the kickoff show and just, um, you know, tweet if you guys watch it and stuff like that, because I'm going to be looking for all of those things. So uh, thank you so much to everybody on here who is uh, sending in some good wishes. I appreciate it. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into Dynamite, because that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, there are some very interesting things that we're going to get to for this particular show, but we got our first super chat of the night. Friendly reminder, guys, if you do want to help support this podcast, uh, help get you know not just support this podcast but also get your question your comment or statement right here on the stream you're more than welcome to send in a super chat we got a couple here this one's from steven who says congratulations take the podcast party to nxt i know i can't wait it's gonna be uh, pretty exciting i'm sure if you're an avid listener of my nxt podcast you'll probably hear along the same thoughts but um i don't know what the format yet it's gonna be for the kickoff show i don't know what part i'm gonna be on i have no idea so so just tune in and i'll pop up at some point uh and i'll be there in person 
obviously. So make sure you guys uh, tune in for that. And uh, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, great show leading into a huge run of wrestling over the next few days. Congrats on the kickoff show too. You're kicking all the ass and taking all the names. I'm very, very happy, guys. There's just so much going on. And I'm trying to take a second to like, soak everything in but uh thank you so much to grapple grapple geekery for sending this in a whole lot um all right so let's get to this everyone we got dynamite to talk about and there's gonna be some things that we'll spend more time on and other things that you know don't require so much time but Let's kick it off with Jungle Boy and Matt Hardy, which kicked off this show. Now, this match itself was a pretty little good one there. They kind of they had they had their fun. Matt Hardy was pretty much targeting the back of Jungle Boy throughout this match. Ethan Page kept getting involved. So Hook came out and basically went at it with Ethan Page. And Ethan Page ended up costing this match for Matt Hardy, though, because he accidentally punches Matt Hardy when he was trying to hit Hook, but instead he gets Matt Hardy. So this basically allowed Jungle Boy to hit him with the dive and take over and get the uh, basically get a hold of this match. And so that is how Jungle Boy ends up uh, getting his victory. But what we need to talk about, what we need to focus on is everything that happened afterwards, because where we're at right now in terms of what's going on on Dynamite is that the four pillars, we got uh, Sammy, we got Darby, we got Jungle Boy and we got MJF. Uh, and obviously with everyone coming after MJF, that is Sammy Darby and uh, Jungle Boy all coming after MJF and his championship bout. So one of the things that he has been saying is you got to get them wins. You got to get them wins because I've already beat you guys. And basically MJF has said that he has no reason to be in the ring with them once again. And so you know, all these nice guys need to go, all these guys need to go out there and get them damn wins, right? So Jungle Boy got one today over Matt Hardy, a pretty damn good opponent to beat, if you ask me. And even Darby, Darby was watching from the back, kind of, you know, like, you know, really assessing the situation because he's not going to want Jungle Boy to pick up this win because if he does, there's a good possibility that he could steal his matchup against MJF. So that's basically what they're trying to tell here. But what we ended up getting in here was a face-to-face confrontation with uh, MJF and Jungle Boy. So MJF comes out immediately after this match. And I really loved all of this. And the reason I did was because Jungle Boy... Here's the thing, like when they did that whole um, bar mitzvah thing um, for MJF and all of the guys had their promos, I did think that even though Jungle Boy did a phenomenal job, I did think that Sammy did better than him and so did Darby. And I think Jungle Boy has, for the most part, like when he was feuding with Christian, Christian Cage, he did have some good gems in there in terms of the promo works and whatnot. But I thought today was actually by far his best one yet. I think there was maybe like one other one that I really enjoyed that he did with Christian Cage but this one to me was the best one because he legitimately got into the face of MJF and went at it with MJF on this one but we got some good moments to kind of talk about and what was said during this so MJF starts off by so for those of you who haven't been seeing MJF's tweets or haven't seen his recent comments in regards to Kanye West and all of that uh he does mention Kanye West in this situation uh Going back to him, interrupting, or rather not interrupting, ruining Taylor Swift's acceptance speech, her victory when she won uh, the VMA for Video Music Award of the for video uh, video of the year. Uh, you guys all know the story. So MJF compares 
Jungle Boy crashing his bar mitzvah to Kanye West um, basically doing what he did to Taylor Swift. Nowhere near the same stratosphere at all. No way, Jose, but whatever. So I kind of chuckled a little bit at that line because uh, also MJF has tweeted a lot about Kanye West and Kanye West's terrible comments that he puts out, but whatever. Um, so anyway, so we did get a mention of that here on this, but MJF is pretty much bragging about how easy he has it as champion. He's talking about how we're going to be in his hometown next week. He tells uh, he tells Jungle Boy that he should be pissed at himself for not being at the exact same level that MJF is. And then MJF brings up a point uh, a period in time where apparently he kind of gave Jungle Boy some advice. And he asked Jungle Boy, do you remember the advice that I gave you? And Jungle Boy says yes. And the advice was basically nice guys finish last. And so MJF tells him, like, you went out there and you befriended, you know, uh, Luchasaurus. You befriended Christian Cage. And look at how that all turned out for you. And you think that the same thing's not going to happen with your new pal Hook. And so he's basically trying to, uh, you know, bury Jungle Boy in this. But Jungle Boy comes back and spits all sorts of fire, man. He comes out there and he basically tells him, you know what? I'm not like you. I I'm like, I'm not like you. I'm not a narcissist. I'm sorry that I don't care about just myself, but I'm not going to be like you. I'm not going to wake up one day the way that you're going to wake up one day, hating yourself, not even being able to look at yourself. And that one came out really good from jungle boy because we kind of got to see a new, um, a new version of Jungle Boy that we really haven't seen too much. We have seen shades of this. Don't get me wrong, because that Christian Cage, um, program got very very personal but this one to me kind of found even a slightly just a little bit different and to me this made jungle boy um look really good here and then mjf continues mjf's has him with a really good line because he tells him he starts mocking him and he's like oh congratulations look at you you know it only took you four years to learn how to talk I died with that line. I seriously died with that line. I thought that was really good. MJF calls him a massive disappointment. And then once again, as you guys know, MJF going for that low hanging fruit and throwing a remark about his girlfriend, Anna J, Jungle Boy's girlfriend, Anna J, and saying that um, apparently, according to MJF, Anna J told him that Jungle Boy is a week in between the knees. If you Get what all that means. And so finally, Jungle Boy's had enough and freaking jumps MJF. And this was such a good, this was such a good, ooh, I scared the crap out of myself. Um, <laughs> This was such a good, um, really such a good moment for Jungle Boy. And I thought this worked out really well. I think what they did here was make Jungle Boy look like a more, um, I don't want to say credible because he's already sort of credible. I think just for people to see him in a different light, because I still think people see him as the guy who's up and coming as the guy who it's not his time just yet, maybe in a couple of years, maybe once we start seeing him, um, not as a, you know, not as a young kid on the roster, because you still kind of see jungle boy as a young kid. And, even though they all are young kids, you don't really see MJF in that light. Darby Allen is very different in the way that he is. And even Sammy Guevara, like I feel like Sammy Guevara, you still see him as a young kid, but I think he's got a little bit more edge to him. And even though Jungle Boy literally buried a man alive, I still think that because he has like this very innocent look that you still see him as a kid. And here, I think they played it off really well by just making him not look like a total kid. 
that's the best way that I can explain it. I feel like out of everybody, Jungle Boy just looks like the most innocent looking because, you know, he's clean shaven. He's a young kid. He still has got the, the, the boyish looks and all of that. Um, but let's see what you guys are saying. We're getting a couple of super chats in here. So let's see what um, everyone thinks about this. Um, so this is from Chris Ledeck who says, Denise, it's been a while. Hope you're doing well. I'm all for a heel Brian Danielson and Blackpool Combat Club as a top heel group. I'd love to see them feed with the acclaimed for some reason. So we are going to spend a lot of time talking about the Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Brian Danielson in just a hot second. Uh, but I will start off by telling you this. I thought that Last week and this week, especially this week, especially this episode of Dynamite, this was the best presentation of the Blackpool Combat Club in a very long time. I think they did ex in one night, literally just in one night. They made you care about the Blackpool Combat Club so much more. And I'm not saying we didn't care about the BCC prior to this, but there was a kind of there were a couple of weeks where I kind of felt like we were just seeing them in throwaway matches. We weren't really seeing them in a big storyline. And so this really finally feels like the kind of this feels like the caliber of where the Blackpool Combat Club should be in terms of storytelling, in terms of how they're being presented on the show and just all across the board uh, hits for the BCC today. But we'll talk more about that in just a second. Thank you so much to Chris Ludeck for uh, sending in some love here. Uh, Stephen Marchulli sends in a super chat saying, congratulations on the NXT spot. One match this weekend you're most excited for? Question mark. Um, one of the matches I'm most excited for this weekend in um, – and that's encompassing all of these different events. It's literally Commander versus El Hijo del Vikingo that's taking place at the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor show. Uh, that is the match that most sold me um, on that entire show. Like, literally. Like, I thought the show, like, I think a lot of the matches that are going to be on that show are good. And Tony's been announcing a lot of them. And they're all matches I want to see. But Commander versus Vikingo is a match that I didn't think I was going to be seen on this platform on this weekend and so because of that it kind of carries just a little bit more weight for me um and so i'm really looking forward to that like a whole lot um roberto arsenal sends in a super chat saying mjf facing the other three pillars to step up i mean excuse me forcing the other three pillars to step up you gotta love it um i agree roberto i think that's going to be a huge part of the story and i think it's going to lead to basically all I think it's going to lead to all of these guys basically being on the same level in terms of um you're gonna want to see them all in the match so then eventually I'm, I'm guessing it's going to lead to a four-way um at double or nothing I think that's where I'm at right now because I don't think there's one guy that I would necessarily want out of it however prior to this prior to tonight if you were going to say denise you can only pick one guy to have a match against mjf for the title at double or nothing who would it be i would have gone with darby because i thought darby won the promo and we've seen mjf and darby already and i know that they can do really good work together um well rather we've seen the other, other ones too but primarily the darby mjf match i loved but um for me now, after this, after tonight, I can't say, oh, hey, just leave out Jungle Boy from this. There's no way. I need to see something from that. And so I really do hope that it gets to the point where you can't even decide which guy you most want to see to the point where you got to get all of them. Uh, Izzy05 sends in a super chat saying Danielson has turned four times since he joined AEW. So it's funny because I saw some people here earlier on the chat um, saying Danielson didn't turn heel. Danielson didn't turn heel. Uh, yeah, he did. 
Yes, he did. When in that MJF feud, to me, he obviously was the babyface. And I know people are saying, oh, it's because we really hated MJF and that's why he was the babyface in this. No, Brian Danielson was still going out there and doing a lot of like babyface stuff. Granted, he was, you know, part of a Blackpool Combat Club. But even then, things were just really weird with the BCC. Like they weren't all on the same page. But to me, Brian Danielson for the last couple of months when he's been up against MJF, he was a baby face. So today I counted that as a heel turn. Um, and I'm curious to see what you guys think about that. But that's literally how I feel about it. But uh, thank you so much to Izzy05 for sending in that super chat. Um, I appreciate that a whole lot. Um, we got so many different comments here. We got a super chat here from Sheldon uh, Jackson who says, so Daniel Garcia just challenged Hiroshi Tanahashi to a match at Supercard of Honor. I think that match will be very interesting. Wait, where did he challenge him to that? On Twitter? And I didn't see that. Sheldon Jackson, update me on this one. You don't have to send a super chat. Just update me in the comments. Um, Advi Devin sends in a super chat saying, want to clarify, Danielson has been a heel since January of 2022. He's been cheered, booked like a baby face, but still comes out of the heel tunnel. But hey, if you're being booked like a baby face, my friend, you're a baby face. If you're being cheered like a baby face, if you're being cheered and booked like a baby face, you are a baby face. I don't care if you come out from freaking the hells of, of the, I don't care if you come out from the burning flames of hell. If you're being booked like a baby face, you are a baby face in my book. But thank you to, so much to Devin for sending in that super chat as well. Um, we got another one here from uh, Mike T90K who says, um, hey, Denise, just eating a chili dog watching your show. Great job. I never watch Ring of Honor, but I'm for sure getting that pay-per-view. It's stacked AF. And since we're here really quickly, let me pull up the card. Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor 2023. Um, and let's just hold on. Let's just look at that really quick because I want to run that down really quick since we've kind of been talking about this um, a whole lot. Um, all right. So obviously we have the reach for the sky ladder match, which is for the, uh, vacant ring of honor world tag team titles. And also, uh, Tony Khan did announce in an interview today that he did earlier. I forgot with who, sorry. Uh, I'm blanking on who the interview was, was cause he does a bunch of interviews. So I forgot which one it was with, but he did an interview where he did say that we are going to be getting brand new ring of honor world tag team titles. And, uh, we already know that the Lucha brothers, obviously in this top flights in this, the kingdom, Ozzy open, um, La Facción in Gober um, for me, I really want to see the Lucha Brothers get the win here. I feel like, and if it's not the Lucha Brothers, it's got to be like top flight. It just makes more sense for them to go uh, either one of those two directions, in my opinion. Um, and then we also have the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. That's going to be the Embassy versus AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Madalik. I'm like, okay, I think this one's going to be okay. Um, it's maybe not the one that I'm most excited for, but it'll be, it'll be fine. Um, Ring of Honor TV championships Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe when I saw Tony Khan announce this I was like oh shit this one's gonna be good I know for a fact that this one's going to be good I think that this has um it's crazy because I was gonna say this has um there's three matches here that I legitimately think will be match of the night and it's the um the reach for the sky ladder match 
it's the Mark Briscoe Samoa Joe and it's the commander Ellie Holdevi Kingo match that I think are going to be the contenders for um, matches of the night. Um, as I mentioned, commander versus Ellie Holdevi Kingo for the AAA Mega Championship. We're also going to be seeing, seeing Athena defend her Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against uh, Yuka Sakazaki. We're going to be seeing Wheeler Yuta versus uh, Shibata as well for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship and Claudio Castagnoli versus Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor World Championship. I think that one will be good too but i just feel like the other ones are more um i personally feel that the other matches that i mentioned earlier just uh are probably going to be in terms of the types of matches that i would consider best of i think those are going to be the best of candidates but it's looking like a good card man uh seven matches um already officially you know put out here so i think this is going to be some good stuff uh, thank you so much to Mike T90K for sending in the super chat because I did also want to really run down um, that Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor uh, card. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, press on. Uh, by the way, thank you, Sheldon Jackson. He says that a fan uploaded the video on Twitter, which should be coming out tomorrow on Ring of Honor Wrestling. Okay. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Okay. Got it. Uh, thank you so much for sending that in, BTW, because I do think that will be a pretty interesting matchup, man. And it's crazy, too, because literally everybody is here right now for, uh, you know, for WrestleMania weekend. And there's so many people on so many different shows. And this is like this is like the buffet of um, <laughs> this is like the buffet of matches. If you're going to have all of these cra like these crazy matches happen on any show, this is it because the talent is here. They're all here in this city. And this is like the time and place for all of these different promotions to book whatever dream matches uh, they want to go ahead and book. I mean, look at the GCW Collective. There are so many dream matches on all of those different shows that have been announced where I'm like, dude, even after WrestleMania weekend, I'm going to have to be sitting down ordering these shows just to watch the matches that I didn't get to see live um, because there's just so much. But um, all right, let's go ahead and press on from here and let's get into um, we'll talk about Don Callis and Kenny Omega later on. Um, let's get in. We got a quick squash between Dalton Castle and the boys against the BCC. There's not much to talk about there because we'll talk about the BCC later on. Let's get into Jeff Cobb versus Kenny Omega. Actually, let's get into this now because this is just going to lead to Let's just talk about the main thing. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. For those of you who didn't watch Dynamite, there's a lot of stuff with the BCC and Kenny Omega and Don Callis and all of this kind of scattered throughout the show. So I was trying to find like the perfect moment to kind of throw it all in together. So let's talk about Jeff Cobb versus Kenny Omega here. So first of all, um, this is another match that when it was announced, that was like, hell yes, because Jeff Cobb is legitimately one of my favorites. I just really like him because he's like, this big old dude, like you look at him, the dude is huge, man. He's he's built like a house and he he's freaking entertaining in the ring, which most of you got to see here tonight. Um, this was a nice little fun one, hard hitting them, slugging it at it back and forth. A really nice moonsault press by Jeff Cobb. Uh, but Kenny Omega does get the win with his one winged angel and uh, he retains the IWGP US title. So it was just all good stuff there. But after this match, here we go. The black. Okay. So earlier in the night, um, Don Callis is apologizing to Hangman Page while Hangman Page was doing an interview. And as he's doing that, the Blackpool Combat Club comes in and attacks Hangman Page. Okay. So keep that in mind. So now fast forward to the Blackpool Combat Club 
coming in immediately after this match against Kenny Omega and Jeff Cobb. So Kenny Omega's doing his celebration. He's celebrating for winning this match, whatever. The BCC comes in and attacks Kenny Omega, okay? And during this, Brian Danielson comes out. And the last time that you guys were here, you guys know that Brian Danielson had said he was going home. You guys remember that super, super emo video that we got with Brian Danielson saying that he was ashamed, that he was ashamed that he put his own selfish needs before his family and that he was going to go home and, you know, just take some time off. I mean, I remember coming after that show and thinking, oh, yeah, we're probably not going to see him till this, this and that. Well, shit. That theory went out the goddamn door. That's not happening. All my theories that I had from back then, they have expired. They no longer pertain um, because we now have Brian Danielson back. And he wasn't even gone for that long. Uh, I don't remember the exact time frame, but he wasn't even gone for that long. I was not expecting to see Brian Danielson on my television today. I thought he, I thought the homie was at home chilling uh eating chilla dogs like some of our viewers here but no uh he wasn't uh, he's back and he starts kind of like getting mad at the bcc right so he's like telling them god knows what it was an audible we couldn't hear it but you can tell that he's like basically telling them something like he's upset at them and then he helps out kenny omega he extends his hand to him and he helps him up very nice thing and i'm thinking huh this is interesting is Brian at this point in time, I'm completely, they sold me a ticket on this one. I'm completely thinking that Brian Danielson may not like, I was not expecting what followed. Okay. Jokes on me. When Brian helped out Kenny Omega, I thought, Oh my God, we're really going this direction where Brian's going to, you know, align himself with Kenny and, and the bucks. What? And I bought it. I bought this. So when everybody's coming out here telling me like, oh, no, Brian Danielson was a heel. Danielson, Brian Danielson was a heel because he was booked as a baby face for the longest time. I'm still seeing Brian Danielson as the baby face that we just saw him as in his feud with MJF. And so I'm thinking, OK, cool. And then he freaking um gets um. Kenny Omega with the boy psycho knee. And that's it. He turns on, he turns on, he turns heel, which some people are still arguing that, but whatever. Um, for the sakes of this podcast, he turns heel. Okay. And um gets Kenny Omega with the knee. And I was shocked here. I know, I know some people are saying, damn it, Denise, how are you shocked? Everybody saw this coming. No, I'm sorry. I did not see this coming. I did not expect Brian Danielson here today. I did not expect that um, he was going to come out here and do Kenny Omega dirty this way. And let me tell you how much I loved this, though. Even though I didn't expect it, I'm excited to see this because for the longest time, I was just saying this earlier, the BCC was kind of, they were getting stale. Like they were getting to the point where their matches were some of the things that I was not really looking forward to on the show. And to me, that's not what the BCC is like the BCC should literally be a top stable, a top group should always be in interesting storylines. And I wasn't feeling that way about the BCC previously. So when the way that they were presenting them tonight, going out there doing all of these attacks, you know, uh, being bad boys, bad guys, whatever, um, this was really the best showcase of them and their characters uh, in quite some time. So now with Brian Danielson officially, officially 
being on the same page as the rest of his teammates. This finally feels like main event status. This feels like intriguing, interesting storylines because not only do you have Brian Danielson with John Moxley, with Claudio uh, and all of them, but you also have the elite. You have the story still with uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page that we've only just started to resurface. You have uh, the Young Bucks, uh, as I mentioned, with the elite. And so there's just so many different um, lanes kind of merging into this whole entire story here. And that, to me, is very intriguing, and I like it. Mm. All right, let's see what people are saying. Alexander Fitzgerald says, Danielson versus Omega rematch. Sign me up. And Alexander, I'm here with you, man. We're on the same wavelength. Uh, Jose Palomares sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to uh, Jose, who says, kind of ticked me off. Tony Schiavone giving Kenny the news right before the match. LOL. See, really? That ticked you off? Oh, shit, man. I feel stupid because the, it, it, that should have been really obvious. And it kind of was in hindsight. But maybe I just wasn't thinking along the same lines of what you were thinking. I was kind of thinking for Kenny where uh, last week when he had that match with Vikingo and his friends got jumped. And then he comes into this match and all of a sudden, you know, people get jumped again. And I'm thinking, damn, poor Kenny can't catch a break. Can't go into a match with a clean headspace or with a clear headspace, excuse me. And so that's actually what I was thinking about. I was thinking like, damn, poor Kenny. Last week he had to go into this match after his friends were literally beat up up and Don Callis was trying to play it cool and now he's going into this match with Jeff Cobb and once again he, his head has been filled with uh you know all this outside outside noise so that's what I think because my brain was going more that direction um I guess it didn't tick me it didn't like you say ticked you off uh but thank you so much Jose now I just feel like a fool uh David Kaplan sends in a super chat saying hi Denise I saw your Kathy Kelly interview today uh, she is someone uh is she someone you want to emulate or who do you admire as a female host journalist so first of all Man, I love Kathy. She's so freaking awesome. And I've, I, you know, I've, this is actually my second interview with Kathy. You can check one that I did with her. God, when was it? Uh, 2018, 2019. I don't even remember. Somewhere around there. Um, I did an interview with her and she's, she's just a nice person overall. And I'm so happy to see her back in WWE. And uh, check out that interview. Once again, that's youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. But in terms of emulating, I don't want to emulate anybody because I feel like the... It, people people that become great are great because they did the first version of themselves. And that's what makes so many people like Kathy special because she went out there and she did her. She didn't emulate, well, at least that I know of, she didn't emulate anybody else. She did her. Renee Paquette didn't went out there and she did her and that's what made her great. And all of these things make them great. Same thing for Kayla Braxton. She went out there and she did her own thing and that made her great. And all of these people that I mentioned are so distinctively different. Uh, uh, Kathy, Kayla, Renee, they're all different yet. They're all great in their own um, version of what they present uh, to the world out there. And I think finding my version and finding what I want to put out there in the world is kind of, you know what I would like to do, but I, I find them all very inspiring, like so much because everybody's doing their thing, man. Um, and it's freaking cool to see. Um, it's freaking cool to see just women going out there and kind of starting to, you know, 
be like, hey, you guys always underestimate us. No, thanks. Not today, bud. Uh, so thank you so much to David. And yes, guys, please check out that interview. That's a good one. Uh, thank you so much to David for sending in that super chat. And um, all right, so let's go ahead and see um, what else we're getting here. We got one from Justin Martin who says, man, everybody here is saying that it was predictable. Man, I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. Let me tell you why I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens because... There are a lot of times where I do think a lot of things are predictable. And there are times where, where I get caught off guard and things to me are considered unpredictable. And I like that. I don't want to go in there and be like, oh, yeah, I predict this. And then it happens. I love the unpredictable. or I, At least I love to not maybe see the obvious things sometimes. So for me, I was very happy that this caught me off guard um, with Brian coming out here and doing everything that I just recapped. Um, so, yeah. Justin Martin sends in a super chat saying Blackpool Combat Club as smug, violent, bad dude heels will be awesome. The BCC versus Elite, uh, either Anarchy in the Arena or Blood and Guts is coming. Dude, Anarchy in the Arena is probably one of the best things that I have ever participated in in my entire life. And I'm going to need that again. And if you're ever in the crowd for Anarchy in the Arena, in the, for Anarchy in the Arena, consider yourself, it's like a roller coaster. Same thrill. Same thrill. And that's very hard to compare, but it really is like a roller coaster of that, that high that you get, especially uh, afterwards when you're like, Ooh, I did it. That's literally what it felt like being in the crowd for anarchy in the arena. Uh, thank you so much to Justin uh, Martin for sending this in as well. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and see what else we got here. And, um, see what people are saying. Uh, this is from Rymo who says, I didn't think it was predictable, honestly. I thought Brian was going to be a good guy, Greg, because it's fitting for his personality. Thank you. That's what I was thinking too, man, honestly. And uh, and again, because of the way that he had been presented. And think about that soup. The last time we saw Brian Danielson doing that super emo promo. That was the last time we saw him. The last time we saw him, he's feeling down. He's starting to question the decisions that he's made in life. He's talking about his wife and his children and being selfish and how how pretty much MJF beat um how pretty much MJF made him into to this version. Uh, MJF succeeded. So MJF succeeded in his goals in terms of making Brian Danielson feel like crap. And that's exactly what we saw in that last time we saw Brian Danielson up until today. So I don't necessarily think that I was expecting Brian Danielson to come in here today and just like shit all over Kenny Omega. And so that to me is why I didn't consider this predictable. Um, all right. So let's press on from here. And uh, Jose Palomares, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, your mindset was good. I just thought Tony could have waited. Uh, congratulations to your five years. Thank you very much. Uh, on my YouTube channel, this was, I officially hit five years with that channel. And so I'm very happy about that. Well, and not just happy that it's been five years, but happy that it's been growing. If it was still at the same spot in five years, I wouldn't be celebrating it. But um, there you go. Uh, because it's growing, I was celebrating it. Uh, thank you so much to Jose Palomares for sending this in. Uh, Melissa Cabello asked, um, Denise, what do you think of All Elite All Access? Well, it's going on right now and I'm not seeing it. So um, I'll probably watch it afterwards if people say it's good on Twitter. If people tweet like, oh, this is great. You need to watch it then I'll probably watch it. But if nobody says anything and it's just things that I can catch up with, like via highlights, then I'll probably just watch the highlights because I'm not really a reality TV person. Uh, unless it's reality TV competition. I do love reality TV competition, like The Voice or those shows where, you know, people have like a very specific skill and they have to be better than everybody else in that skill, like 
Project Runway, Next in Fashion, uh, those makeup shows, those body tattoo shows, all of those different competition ones are the ones that I like. I like all of those shows. I will watch any of those. I actually kind of watch all of them. I've seen like all the ones that they have on Netflix. I've seen them all. Um, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying about all of this. Um, and eh, some people are, and it seems like I'm getting some mixed reactions in here. Uh, and yes, I did see MJ Red does bring up a point here. This one's going to be interesting because he says that Britt Baker was burying Thunder Rosa a little bit. Uh, and we did see that in the preview of All Access. And there was another interview that she did today where she had some interesting things to say about Thunder Rosa. And I don't, I'm pretty sure it was trending on Twitter. It always is. Anytime you get anything with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, it's trending on Twitter. Um, I didn't check, but I'm assuming that probably was. So you guys probably already know about that. Um, Christopher Marino sends in a super chat saying, off topic, I will be going to spring break after the Ring of Honor show. I was wondering what the parking is like at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Well, Christopher, you asked the right person because I have been to the Ukra Ukrainian Cultural Center a million times for all the GCW shows I've hosted. And my friend, it is free parking. Um, when you get there, there is. So let me explain this the best that I can to you. Um the front door that you see where uh, people are lining up. So like, let's pretend that this is the door. This is the door where people are going in. Go to the little street right next to that door. Um, make a right. There's only one direction to go. Make a right if you're coming. Whatever. There's one street to go on. Go in that little street and there's going to be a vacant parking lot. It's a building. Uh, you can go in there and park for free. No one will tow your car and you will be okay. Uh, usually everybody parks there. Um, and if not, it's street parking, but you should be fine uh, in that building. It's free parking. Also, make sure to check out the tacos. They got a taco stand um, right across the street from the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Um, and I always see people eating tacos from there and they look really good. I haven't eaten them but i've seen other people eat them and i've watched them eat it and i'm like mm, one day i'm gonna get these tacos i never do because i always forget but also the food in the ukrainian cultural center is pretty good i have had the taco in the ukrainian cultural center and that one's pretty good and there's also a mexican restaurant forget what it's called but it's around the corner it's like a five minute walk and um that one's pretty good too if you want to get food at some point before i don't know if it's open after but it's definitely open before all right. I hope that helps out. And Melissa Cabello sends in a super chat saying Renee Paquette, um, uh, food poisoning, uh, be there. Lots of fun. Oh, I know. I think I saw on Twitter that she had um, food poisoning. And I think that's the reason why she wasn't um, there today. Uh, man, food poisoning, guys. It's no joke, man. I've only had that maybe once or twice in my life. And it, it cleans your system out, man. It cleans your system out. It is not fun at all. You feel terrible. You can't do anything. It really sucks. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, and it tends to go away within like 24 or 48 hours, but it's still not fun. So sending Renee the best wishes on that because that really does suck. Um, thank you so much to Melissa Cabello for the super chat as well. Um, all right, cool. I'm glad to see that I was able to help some people out with some information for um, 
for wrestling. We got some more questions. Actually, guys, if anybody has any questions about WrestleMania weekend or anything, if you're going and you've never been or you have some questions, send them in because I know this stuff. Yes, Boyce says, I'm going to my first wrestling event at WrestleMania this weekend. Any advice for attending a stadium event? I would say they're get there early. I've never attended an event at SoFi Stadium that was of this magnitude. So I um, they do have a lot of parking, but the streets do get very congested. Um, the streets there are very, very busy. And um, I would say they're get there early for parking, man. And there's nothing worse that you want to do than have to be driving around in circles uh, because there, it does get very congested there, uh, the traffic. And it's also not a really good area, guys. So if you do walk like a couple of blocks away for like cheap parking, just be safe, man, because it's not the best area. So that's honestly my best uh, advice there. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and press on from here and uh, continue on with the show. Um, let's see what else we got to get into after this. Um, let's talk about, uh, really quickly, we did have a match between Orange Cassidy and The Butcher. They gave The Butcher a lot in this one, more than I was expecting. I was really expecting this to be a throwaway match, um, but they gave him a whole lot. Orange Cassidy gets the win for the beach break, retains the title. This was fun. Uh, Jade Cargill is still pissed off at Taya Valkyrie for uh, ignoring her season to assist for having the same exact finisher and so um that one's still gonna be good guys i like what they're doing there with jade and taya we also got and speaking of the women we got ruby soho versus willow nightingale and i kind of look guys i'm so i have two different feelings here in regards to the actual matchup i loved this match i love this match between ruby and willow because Willow has been a favorite now. She like everybody likes Willow. We know this, but I've been wanting for them if, when they have her on Dynamite for them to really have her have lengthier matches. And they kind of did that here with Ruby. Like I feel we got to see a whole lot of Willow here tonight. I thought she looked really good against Ruby. All of that was great. Ruby gets the win with the help of Tony Storm, who holds down her leg to help her uh, keep her leverage and unfairly defeats Willow. I loved all of that. Everything after this, though, is the exact same thing that we have been seeing each and every single week. And last week I said this. If you already know that the outcasts are going to be out here attacking people, you should probably be out there already. Uh, so it kind of makes Sky Blue and Riho kind of look a little bit silly when they don't go in until afterwards to help out whoever's out there. And this is the same thing. We see the uh, outcast attack Willow. She's outnumbered. Riho and Sky Blue run in. They do their thing, scare them off. And then we see Jamie run in right afterwards. It's the exact same thing. I think we've seen this thing play out at least three times already. At least three times continuously. So I do want them to switch up, uh, to switch this up already because we are seeing the same things um, in terms of the post-match stuff. But the match itself was great. I really did enjoy all of that. Um, I really, really did. Um, all right. And let's see what else we got here. This is from Justin Martin who says, the faces really need to change this formula when they go in three on one in odds and lose the match. Then they run down for the save during the post-match beating. Thank you, Justin Martin. Please come in. Fill in as my co-host because this is literally the exact same thing um, that I just said and that I was thinking about in regards to all of this. Um, thank you so much to Justin for sending in this thought as well. 
All righty. And uh, let's see what else. We got this from Simeon who says um, they need to book the women better with these angles and actually pay attention uh, so they do not rinse and repeat. Well, that's what we're getting right now. A couple of rinse and repeat with this one here. Um, all right. Matches that were announced for next week. We got uh, Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks is finally happening next week. We're also going to be seeing Jamie Hayter versus Riho next week for the title. I think that one's going to be a really good one, and I hope they give it the amount of time that it deserves. We're also going to be hearing from the Blackpool, Com Blackpool Combat Club, and they're going to be talking about their actions from this week. We're also going to be seeing the Guns versus FTR in a title versus career match next week as well. And if I'm sitting here next week talking about how the guns are still champions, I might walk out from this show. But honestly, though, uh, I think it feels pretty clear that FTR is going to win, right? Feels very clear. I don't want I want this to be predictable. I don't want no surprises here. FTR for the win. I don't want to see anything else but that. Um, but who knows, man, at this point. Uh, Jose Palomares sends in a super chat saying, last one, thoughts on the MJF and Jungle Boy post-match promo war. So I did talk about this earlier. Um, and uh, so for those of you who want to hear that part, you can probably just rewind because I, I don't want to repeat every single thing that I said. But just to kind of um, give you a little bit of what I did think, though, pretty much what I said earlier to summarize was that they made Jungle Boy, they heated him up a little bit more in terms of, to me, he was really just out of everybody else. He kind of, he I, I described him as almost being like the most, like the one in the ring that's presented the most innocent-like. And to me, I think he really needed this promo face-off with MJF and the way that he got so angry and so mad and so in MJF's face was literally this the side of Jungle Boy that we need to continue seeing. I think we need to continue seeing this side of Jungle Boy, especially coming off of that very serious program that he had with Christian Cage. I mean, that stuff was serious stuff. You know, he's talking about his dead father. He's talking about his mother. He's talking about his family. And this ended with him burying him alive. Uh, so you have to... You, there's been so many key moments for Jungle Boy. You can mention, you know, him beating um, Luchasaurus, doing that uh, that splash off of the uh, off of the steel cage. That was a big moment. Uh, him defeating Christian Cage was another big moment. And then here, having this moment against MJF was a really good one. And as I mentioned earlier, I did think that he was the least strongest in that um, Bart Mitzvah promo. And so I think today, this made me just more interested in wanting to see Jungle Boy, uh, you know, against MJF versus, versus me just wanting to see, you know, Darby Allen versus MJF. No, I want to definitely see Jungle Boy added in this as well. And I think you needed that. That, um, just to maybe convince a couple of more people that maybe weren't buying it just yet. So I think they did a really good job with that. But I gave a more detailed explanation um, at the top of the show. But thank you so much to Jose Palomares uh, for sending in that super chat. Um, all right. And um, let's see what else we got here. And everybody's saying the exact same thing about FTR and wanting to see FTR win. It's got to be that direction. Um, all right. Last but not least, everybody, our main event, Adam Cole, baby, is back after, uh, you know, being gone back in ring excuse me because he's been back since the dynamite show in los angeles which was a big surprise i'm very happy that i got to be there for that but in ring wise this was his first time back in the ring uh, against daniel garcia 
nine months in action, nine months out of action, and things got very serious with Adam Cole. And from the looks of it, they might be showing that on the All Access show. Um, I think that was pres- that was something that they heavily promoted. Was it looks like Adam Cole and Britt Baker are really going to be like the main people on this AEW All Access show. At least that's the way that they've been promoting it. It feels like. And but anyways, this match itself, I thought this was a pretty good match. I didn't think it was a great match. But it was a good match for sure. It did not disappoint um, on that level. And I was very excited to see Adam Cole back. And Adam Cole gets his win. After this, we see the confetti fall down. And he has Britt Baker going out there. She gives him a big old kiss. And then afterwards, uh, we hear the Jericho appreciation music hit Jericho comes out there and he's pissed off. He's walking all mad, walking all angry. And he doesn't even really make like eye contact with Adam Cole, but he's clearly irritated at Cole for defeating one of his guys in Daniel Garcia picks up Daniel Garcia and walks off. So what they did here, I think is basically set us up for Jericho and Adam Cole, which I'm totally cool with because one of the things when Adam Cole went over to AEW, one of the things that I wanted to see was all of these different matchups. And one of them was Jericho and Adam Cole. That was definitely something that I eventually, you know, wanted to get to. And so I'm happy that we are going that direction. Um, I know that I think that the show would have felt like a nicer ending, though, with just the moment of Britt Baker and um, Adam Cole. I do think that within itself felt like a really big ending. But I do like that they at least told us, hey, this is what's next for Adam Cole instead of making us wait a couple of weeks until we find out what is actually next for Adam Cole. So at least we now know what the direction moving forward is going to be. So I thought it was fine. It's like, even though that big moment would have been nice just to close it off there, but at least they let us know, Hey, this is what's next for Adam Cole. We got a super chat here from Advi Devin who says, what you think of Jericho's expressions meant as he set it up the ramp with Garcia? I think he's angry. I think he's angry that, um, you know, one of his guys was B. I think he, and I think this definitely means that we're going to be seeing Adam Cole, Chris Jericho. So that's pretty much how I read into this. I'm not seeing this as like, oh, he's disappointed in Daniel, uh, Daniel Garcia. He might be, he might be next week, but I do see this as him being the next up, uh, the next person in, in line for a program with Adam Cole, or rather Adam Cole's first major program back into AEW. So I like this. This was good. Um, thank you so much to Advi Devin for sending that in as well. Um, we got a very generous super chat here from Christopher Marino. Thank you so much to Christopher who says, um, thanks for the parking info. And I do love me some tacos. Also, just to show my age, Friday will be my first live show since going to the forum in the 80s. Oh my God. He mentions Ring of Honor Spring Break and the Saturday Effie um, show. And your show is why. Um, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for the generous super chat man i really appreciate it and i do hope that you have a phenomenal time uh going to all of these shows from the looks of it you're going to some really good ones for sure um i hope i see you at the show too if you do see me or if anybody sees me at any of these shows um feel free to come up and let me know that you guys watch the podcast that always makes my day and i think yes uh, i always makes my day and i think about it a whole lot um but christopher you're gonna have a good time for sure and you're gonna be you're gonna be at the ukrainian cultural center a lot from the looks of it too so that'll be fun it's a good venue it's a good venue it gets very packed but it's a good venue it's a, it, i like the ukrainian cultural center because even though it gets packed i like the energy that you get from that kind of an audience and in that kind of a venue it feels like you're watching wrestling in a very intimate manner but not so intimate where it feels small intimate in the way that it still feels grand so you kind of get a little bit of best of both worlds at the ucc 
Mike T90K sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Mike who says, almost forgot WrestleMania this weekend. Just saw uh, Nick Khan will explore charging $80 for all WB pay-per-views like UFC events. Will anyone pay that much? Look, guys, I know that people like when, when it comes to, look, I know there's going to be people that will pay no matter what to watch the shows, okay? But I remember back in the day when we used to do this and we used to pay all these shows. I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't have to pay for any of them. Like my uncle was paying for all of the pay-per-views. So I can't even sit here and be like, oh, I thought it was too expensive. No, because back then I wasn't paying for them. I didn't have a job. I couldn't pay for the shows. Um, my uncle was paying for all these shows. And I don't know how much of a toll or if that was a toll on him. I don't know. I can't speak for him. Um, but I know that, you know, paying, if you're going to be paying, I don't know, However much money for the pay-per-view, uh, definitely more than $9.99 a month for the Peacock. Um, if you're going to be paying that much for a pay-per-view each and every single month, I think that's definitely going to impact some people in terms of they're going to be more selective in terms of what uh, in terms of what pay-per-views they're actually going to choose to spend their money on because even when it comes to AEW, I see people like when we're talking about the AEW shows when we're doing the prediction shows we see people we see people basically say like um we see people say like oh I don't know if I should I should I should buy this pay-per-view the card really isn't that great they haven't really announced anything and so there's more conversation surrounding that versus I feel like if you just got the peacock and let's say the builds aren't too great for certain matches you're like oh well I got the peacock I'm still gonna tune in because I'm only I'm already paying for um you know I'm already paying for the service so I'm gonna get the show regardless of regardless of whether or not the build is crap or not you're still gonna tune in right um but when it's not when you gotta spend a little extra more money you're gonna start feeling huh doesn't worth it for me to tune into this pay-per-view or should I just wait until next month um and you're gonna have to put a lot more thought behind that but that's gonna be very interesting I mean regardless you know I, I pers personally I would prefer for them to stick with this method just because I'm cheap and I don't want to have to pay, you know, X amount of money each and every single month because it's already a whole lot, guys. Things add up, man. When you're subscribed to like Netflix, Hulu, uh, Peacock, Showtime, Stars, and all these other apps, Prime, HBO Max, it starts to add up. At that point, you pretty much got a um, you pretty much got a cable bill, which I pretty much do, but hey. Um, it really just depends on the person. It really just depends on the programming and all of that. Um, thank you so much to Mike T90K for sending this in. Also, um, we had a question from Leonard who says, did my super chat get missed? Leonard, I didn't see your super chat. If you can write it in a comment, do not send it in a super chat again. I'll make sure to read your comment. I did not see uh, your super chat in here. Um, let me really quickly scroll up really quickly. Oh, wait, Leonard Aaron's a third. Yes, I did see it. Never mind. I actually scrolled past it. I'm so sorry. Um, here we go. We got one from Leonard Aaron's the third. Thank you for letting me know. I missed it. Um, Leonard says, time really is a flat circle after all. Mid-80s, I was a kid watching the Horsemen. Mall folks on TBS. 2023, BCC mauling folks on TBS. Scary hours. Hey, man, when you think about it like that, that is a pretty interesting way uh, to kind of look at it. Who knows who's going to be mauling folks at like 2043? Man, I don't want to think that far ahead. That's actually really terrifying. Uh, let's let's enjoy the moment now. Uh, Leonard, thank you so much for the super chat. I'm sorry that I missed it in the beginning. I don't know how I did that. Um, thank you, though, for sending that in. Um, okay, and let me just catch up here. The last one I read was... Uh, 
Christopher's. I read yours. Okay. Um, I just read Mike's. Okay. Alexander Fitzgerald uh, sends in a super chat saying, what match are you looking forward to at the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor pay-per-view? Vikingo versus Commander is going to be potentially match of the night. Yeah. So it was kind of just running down the... Um, the matches for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. And Vikingo Commander is my number one. That, that That's the match that made me go, okay, I'm going to be at this show. Um, the other one is the Reach for the Stars ladder match because, you know, I, I love those types of matches, period. I just do. And then the other one is Samoa Joe, Mark Briscoe. Those are the three matches that I'm most looking forward to. They're the ones that are making me go, that's why I'm going to be at the show. Um, so thank you so much to Alexander Fitzgerald for also sending in the super chat. I hope you have a good time watching the Supercard of Honor show. Um, okay. And I think I'm almost all caught up, guys. Sorry about that. All right. I'm all caught up, man. We're here. We're here. And yeah, $80 is a lot. I know some people, if we're talking, I, if we're talking specifically $80 for a pay-per-view, that's nuts. I feel like personally, a happy medium to me is $40. $40 to me is a happy medium between what I'm most willing to spend um, while also not being like incredibly cheap. So I would say $40 is a happy medium, but even then that's a lot of money. I most, I'd rather stick with my $9.99 Peacock. Actually, I don't even think I have the version of $9.99 Peacock. I have the cheapest version of the Peacock. Whatever that is, that's the one I've got. Um, and um, Melissa Capello says, how far are you from WrestleMania 39? Um, I'm very close to, um, and yes, by the way, Anthony Navarro says that the Peacock, he feels the Peacock deal helped Peacock get more subscribers. And yeah, that was something that, um, so when you guys are done watching this podcast, I did post a brand new video of the latest. It's literally a three minute news video and I actually recap Nick Khan's uh, interview that he just did. He was on a podcast and he touched on, he talks about the TV rights negotiation deals um, opening up this week. And he talks about a lot of these details that we're mentioning here, uh, the pay-per-view stuff. He talks about, um, you know, the Peacock and whether or not they see basically how the Peacock how WWE, a lot of their uh, subscribers helped the Peacock and helped the Peacock grow. And um, basically they said there was like a substantial amount of people that subscribed to the platform um, because of the WWE content. Uh, this is from Nick Khan, so take it however you will. Um, and so you can check out that video. All of those details are there. If you guys just want a quick three-minute recap on um all of that. And um, already, everybody. So that's pretty much it. Thank you. I do got the $4.99 Peacock. That's what I got, man. I got the cheap one. Um, but there you guys go. That is AEW Dynamite for today. I seriously want to thank you guys so much for tuning in each and every single week, man. A friendly reminder that this Friday, I will not be here on the stream, um, but I will be back next week for my normal slate of shows. That is Tuesday, NXT, Wednesday, AEW Dynamite, and um. Actually, scratch that. I'm going to be here next week for Wednesday, AEW, and Friday, SmackDown. I think I have something going on on Tuesday, so heads up. I will I will update you guys on Twitter. Uh, sorry, guys. It's just been a crazy week. But um, before I go, friendly reminder, do not forget to check out that show, uh, NXT Stand and Deliver, the kickoff show, because I will be on. I will be one of the guests. Please come cheer me on. I need your support. Uh, make sure not to miss that. And also head on over to YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo and check out all of those interviews that I'm going going to be posting um starting today there's already Lacey Evans up Bobby Lashley and Kathy Kelly so make sure you guys check those out until next time enjoy Wrestlemania week everybody bye <laughs>